All right, it is Free Agent Friday. I'm so excited. Ah, oh, there's been so much shit happening this week. Oh my god, there's so much to talk about. Um, I guess I'm just gonna jump right into it. God, there's so much happened this week. All right, so I'm kind of, I'm just gonna kind of bounce around with all the notes that I took throughout the week. Um, so first things first, uh, New York Giants. Not really a shocker here, but they're not gonna take a quarterback in the draft. Uh, standing pretty firm with Daniel Jones. Um, GM spoke on it, you know, they're just going to keep him around, uh, they don't think they've got a good enough sample, um, doesn't help Saquon was hurt all last year, and then you haven't seen this team at full strength for, like, the entirety that they've had, Daniel Jones and Saquon, so, whatever, they're going to be third, I mean, it's the NFC least, so, like, they, they have a chance, they have a chance to win a division, I mean, I really don't think they'll win, but, like, they have a chance, they have a real chance, because that division is so bad, um, I, I still got to make more moves. Uh, also, while I get into the Giants, while I'm on it, um, uh, they tagged Leonard Williams. They're not letting him go, so they're they're going to commit to that defensive line and see if uh, Leonard Williams can continue to be a stud for them, uh, which is sad because I really would have liked to see Leonard Williams anywhere else uh, just so that he would actually be utilized as a talent. Uh, I'm not really here to shit on the Giants. It's just like, come on, he, Okay, even when they hated Eli Manning, no one was ever like, watch out for the fucking Giants. The Giants are like, you know, the best team in the league. I mean, come on. They're the Giants. Regardless. Regardless, uh, next point on the, I know it's free agent Friday, but I'm going to do trades, I'm going to do tags, I'm going to do signs, and I'm going to do released as well. Uh, so just going through the major headlines here. Um, Aaron Jones, Green, Bay, Green Bay's uh, dual threat uh, monster of a running back, did not get tagged. Um, they still, like, plan to, you know, sign him in free agency, but why not tag him? Uh, I don't understand why they wouldn't just use the franchise tag on him. It's not like they have anyone else that they need to tag. Um, pretty, uh, maybe, like, untouchable piece here. You know, you need this guy. I really don't think there's anyone else in free agency that you can go get or trade for because Green Bay doesn't trade for anyone. Uh, or even draft that they could be his caliber as soon as you put them into the team. Um, and they've got the chemistry. Why change it all? I, mean, I don't understand this move by Green Bay to just let this man, you know, test the waters of free agency. I don't get it. I I'm so tired of Green Bay just not doing anything. I I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is too, except for drafting quarterbacks, because they're really good at that, apparently. Um, but yeah, uh, Aaron Jones is a free man. I think Miami's the front runner other than Green Bay. There's been so much talk about Aaron Jones to Miami, and Miami just cannot figure out a consistent running back for years, ever since um, Jay Ajayi, I feel like. like. It's just been a carousel since him. And even still with Jay Ajayi, you know, he was a monster for a couple games, but it was like 30-plus carries a game. Uh, he's a monster. And then as soon as he left Miami, his career just completely just derailed when he went to Philly. Um, but it's still just been running back by committee, and it's been really disappointing. Uh, I think that they need a running back, obviously, to help Tua out, since they're going to, you know, uh, they're all in on the Tua train. But I don't, I don't, I, I feel like if Aaron Jones goes there, it's going to be Jordan Howard. It's going to be, um, gosh, what was his name? Uh, the Niners running back that went there last year. It's going to be basically any time. I feel like at least that a running back has a good season with a team and goes to a different team, it's pretty questionable. I mean, I could make the argument that Mark Ingram, after he left the Saints, had one good year with the Ravens, and that was it. Like, 
I don't know. I'm not saying that Aaron Jones is as old or, you know, not necessarily washed up, but not as good as, you know, Mark Ingram. Uh, Aaron Jones is definitely better than Mark Ingram today, and I would say he always has been, even though Mark Ingram's won the Heisman. I'm not comparing, comparing their college careers. I'm just talking pros here. Um, but, yeah, I guess it just feels like Miami. I mean, they're going to throw a lot of money at him. And it's probably going to work because for some reason the Packers just cannot figure anything out when it comes to keeping valuable assets for some reason. Um, on to the next one here. Uh, Kyle Long, long longtime Bear, uh, unretires. So he's going to come back. Uh, okay, Chiefs. Um, since you, uh, and I'm going to go on a tangent about the Chiefs here real quick. Uh, since you released Eric Fisher and Schwartz, both your tackles. Um, and you're committed to revamping that offensive line, Kyle Long is kind of looking your way and like, hey, I'd be cool with, like, you know, unretiring and getting a ring. That'd be pretty freaking cool, right? Yeah, that'd be weird if you, like, signed signed me. Wouldn't that be, like, so weird? No. Uh, Kyle Long, the market is everywhere. Uh, I think if you're any team that needs any sort of offensive lineman, you got to look at Kyle Long and think to yourself, eh, let's see what he's got in the tank. You know, they brought in uh, Kalechi Osemele and... He got hurt really early in the season, but like I was excited about the move. You know, that's the thing with these veteran linemen is it's like hit or miss on a season-ending injury because they are so old. Because you know, it's it's just tough to come back from. Um, but definitely watch out for Kyle Long going to some sort of contender. Um, man realized his market value and was like, you know what, I could ring chase. Uh, I wish I could do that too. Um, another headline: uh, Carl Lawson did not get tagged, so he's pass rusher for the uh Bengals and if you watched really any Bengals games uh Carl Lawson was always in the backfield man is a monster uh edge rusher the dude the dude is going to get signed by a contender if the Bengals do not keep him uh I I was shocked he wasn't tagged uh he is a real threat for any contender out there that needs more pressure on the quarterback um i.e Kansas City literally any anyone who needs some sort of uh, pressure on the quarterback i mean i know jj watt just signed with carolina not carol sorry the cardinals arizona i don't know why i said carolina um the cardinals but uh if you can do it like the rams did or even how the buccaneers did this last year and just load up your defensive line this is the mold this this is what we're going to copy this is the blueprint you know and uh Carl Lawson's going to be a major piece for anyone looking to repeat what the Bucks did this year in the postseason with their defensive line and even their front seven. Um, another big headline is uh, the tight ends that are on the move. Uh, some some really like household names uh, for their clubs are on the move. Hunter Henry was uh, not tagged, and he will become a free agent. And so was Johnny Smith uh, of the Tennessee Titans. Now, Hunter Henry's kind of been... Uh, uh, I always want to say San Diego, but uh, the Chargers' main piece at tight end uh, since uh, they lost Green and Antonio uh, Gates, of course. But Hunter Henry's kind of been their guy, and it's weird that they would kind of move off of him. I don't know if it's just the the kind of regression in production since his knee injury or what, but uh, it was a very very shocking thing to see Hunter Henry move on, uh, not move on, uh, get moved off of, I should say. That being said, I like a team like Seattle or anyone that needs some sort of tight end play. This is a good time. Uh, Hunter Henry is kind of like a poor man's Greg Olson in the sense that uh, play action over the middle, very very traditionalist tight end. Um, 
kind of similar to Cameron Brait. Uh, but I think Hunter Henry's market is still pretty big. He's still a very valuable asset to just about anybody. Um, but Seattle definitely look his way. Uh, if you don't, look Jonu Smith's way. Jonu Smith was a monster at the start of the season. I'm talking multiple touchdowns a game. Uh, the red zone threat when uh, they threw the ball for Titans. This guy is also a complete game changer. Um, I, that being said, I really wish that he was utilized more in Tennessee toward the end of the year. He kind of fell off. Um, I don't really, I don't get why they went away from him. Uh, the focus kind of shifted to Corey Davis a little bit more. And that's fine, you know, it was still part of their winning formula, but I, he's a he's a very serious weapon that they could have used but did not, and I'm kind of shocked they didn't tag him. Um, you could look at uh, New Orleans to bring in either one of these guys to help replace Jared Cook. They, they were not going to keep Jared Cook but at the end of this year, and he's not necessarily ancient, but he, he's pretty old. He's, uh, he's getting up there in years. Um, <laughs> that being said, uh, I know they won't do it, but Green Bay, even look at these guys. I know you had uh, a little bit of resurgence with the tight end position with Tunyon this year, and like I get it, but even Minnesota too, that they moved off of Kyle Rudolph. Uh, Johnny Smith is a perfect fit for them. Uh, big play, tight end, uh, just plugs in right where Kyle, Rud Kyle Rudolph left off. Um, and Kyle Rudolph could even still have some in the tank. I think that he could go to a contender and still be a good, you know, backup tight end or even a, uh, a serious piece at tight end. Um, I don't love Jack Doyle at the Colts position, but I still think that Zach Ertz is the, uh, the headliner to go to, uh, the Colts just because of the Carson Wentz chemistry. Um, cause I think Philadelphia is going to move off him. Uh, if they don't, that's fine too. Any of the guys I just listed would be perfect for Carson Wentz. Um, as long as they can pass block too. Uh, even pass block and run block in a sense uh, do both because the man needs all the protection he can get I understand he's going from uh, Philadelphia to the Colts and that's like a whole other world but even still you can never have enough pass, pass protection in, uh, in uh, the NFL so good luck good luck to them uh, I mean really like I said they can go just about anywhere I really would hate for them to go to, like, a Tampa Bay or a Kansas City because it's just so loaded with tight end talent there. Uh, but it it's really something that most of these teams, like, need to look at. If, uh, if the Bears have a realistic shot at signing Russell Wilson and trading for him, you've got to make a move in free agency. And I think either one of these dudes helps you get some sort of security blanket aside from Allen Robinson. I still think the Bears need another pass catcher, especially if they're going to pull off a Russell Wilson deal. Uh, but... I think Russell Wilson, I don't I don't like it. I really don't like the move to Chicago. Uh, it's been growing on me over time, but if I'm Seattle's GM and I let this Hall of Famer, this, literally he's a walking Hall of Famer, leave my team, I don't care what the number is. I really don't feel like I would give up as much as everyone's expecting them to give up for Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson is my golden goose. Why in the fuck what am I gonna, Why am I going to give him up? He's the best I'm going to get. Who is who is the Seahawks legacy at quarterback before Russell Wilson? No one. I mean, yeah, there are some. Don't get me wrong, but look at this man. Okay. Russell Wilson right now is top five in the league, and he's been for years. This dude is nuts. Why in the hell would you move off of him? I mean, maybe if it was something like the Paul George Thunder deal with the Clippers, but... I don't know. If if I'm Matt Nagy and if I'm 
uh, I can't remember his name. I always want to say Ryan Pace, but I don't think that's right. Uh, uh, the Bears GM. I'm making this deal. I don't care. It's going to get whoever's in Seattle fired, but it's going to save my ass. It's going to save my life and my job. I'm definitely going to fucking do this deal. So please, for the love of God, Seattle, don't fucking do the deal. Don't do it. It's so fucking stupid. Don't fucking do it. All right, now to get off that. Uh, another big headline. Uh, Kenny Galladay is a free man. Another head-scratching, not like inability to tag a, a serious like franchise player. Kenny Galladay led the league in touchdown passes, I think. I'm not passes, sorry. Touchdown catches, uh, I think, two years ago. I think it was like 14 or something like that. Uh, dude's a monster. He's an absolute monster position receiver. And the fact that the Lions don't even want to consider keeping him is ridiculous. I understand... Okay, I would have kept him for another year and see what Jared Goff can do with him. Because now Jared Goff has no help. You're going to tank, and it's going to suck. Like, the Lions just continue to amaze me with how mediocre they can be. Just absolutely astounding how they can stay in mediocrity. And right now I'm in a class, it's my sports management class, where we have to draft uh, the first three rounds for NFL teams and we got random numbers and got whatever team. I got the fucking Lions. What the fuck am I going to do to help the Lions in three rounds? I can't... I mean, they said we could trade players. I'm, I'm tempted to just trade Jared Goff, tank, and get as many fucking picks as I can. Uh, I will try anything I can to either move up and get a quarterback by trading Jared Goff or I'm going to drop down and let everybody trade up and get as many second and third round picks to build around Jared Goff as I can because he's not he's not an otherworldly talent, okay? But this guy was taken number one overall. This guy can still play at a very high level, but it's like you either have to go all in with this guy or you have to bail completely. You can't walk the middle of the road, and that's what fucking feels like Detroit is doing. It feels like Detroit is just choosing to walk the the middle of the road and be like, eh, I don't know. We might do something we're off. We might not. I don't know. You have to make a decision. And this fucking sucks. Uh, that being said, Kenny Galladay is going to ball wherever he goes. Anywhere he goes, he's going to ball. I do not care. This man is a stud. He's a legit number one. And if I'm Chicago or if I'm the Colts, I'm looking right at this dude. And if I'm the Colts, this is who I need catching passes for Carson Wentz. Okay. You have to get him the help, and you have to do this now. This is who you need. As much as I'd like him to go to Kansas City, he doesn't fit the mold. He's a position receiver. Big body, position guy. Go up and grab the ball. They have that in Kelsey. They don't need that. You know, they need a real number two receiver, and I think that there's a better fit down the line. I'll get to that. Uh, but I just do not see Kenny Galladay going anywhere and not making an impact. If I'm the Ravens, look at Kenny Galladay, please. If I'm any contender that needs a serious receiver threat, this is who you this this is nuts the fact that this man is still out there is unreal uh cardinals look at him you have deandre hopkins get kenny galladay on the other side and you're a legit super bowl contender you are legit super bowl contenders then it's just asinine that the lions let this man go if i'm the niners i look at this guy if i'm any team that has a chance of making the playoffs i am going to look and i'm going to try to sign this guy it's just asinine i can't believe they let him go um now here's a list of people who did get tagged and who are not going somewhere because their teams are smart and they understand who's good um number one was pretty obvious uh the first guy to get tagged chris godwin uh bruce arian said at the at the the parade you're not going anywhere you're keeping your ass here or something like that uh 
yeah, Chris Godwin was never leaving Tampa Bay. I mean, there were probably some serious offers with some serious money, but he's like, I'm a ring chase. And they just signed Tom Brady to a four-year extension. So, whatever. <laughs> like, whatever. They, the, <laughs> this Tampa team is not breaking up anytime soon. They're going to try and run it back next year, and I don't blame them. And now, um, I mean, they've brought back everyone. Uh, it feels like they brought back um, Levante David. They brought back Shaq, uh, Shaq Barrett, or is it Shaq? Is it Shaq Barrett or Shaq Lawson? Uh, one of them. I, I think it's Shaq Barrett. Uh, I think he's st- he stayed with them. Um, but it's the same thing, you know. They're gonna try and run it back. Um, he was never going anywhere in the first place. Allen Robinson is the uh, second guy to get tagged, and if I'm Chicago, you finally did something right. This is this is a, a very smart move. Yes, he is clearly the best option you have on offense. Do not let him walk. Do not let him go anywhere. Do not be like the fucking uh, Lions. Like, you guys did a smart move. Congratulations. You might finish ahead of Detroit this, this year again in the uh, division. You might make the playoffs again if you keep Allen Robinson around. Um Next is uh, who got tagged was the Panthers right tag- tackle, uh, Taylor Moten. Uh, he was one that I talked about to really watch and if he was going to be in or out. Uh, smart move by the Panthers. You know, you, offensive line and linemen are always necessary. And if anytime you can keep one, even if it's a franchise tag just for a year, it's always going to help. It's always going to make your team better. So round of applause. Good job, Panthers. Good move. I still don't know what the fuck you're going to do at the quarterback position. I wish you would figure it out because I'm tired of waiting. You had 2,000-yard receivers. Your team was nuts uh, when healthy. You almost beat the Chiefs when healthy. And you had Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, and Christian McCaffrey only played that game. So you're a serious, you're a serious threat every single time you guys are out there. So please just figure out the quarterback position. And, you know, this team is literally just a quarterback away from like actually competing. I know the defense still has some work, but you saw how, what Kansas City can do to carry a defense. Like they're they're serious. So figure out the quarterback position, please, Carolina. Um, I already talked about Leonard Williams. Um, Jags tagged left tackle Cam Robinson, another great tackle off the board. Uh, you're gonna need that left tackle if you're gonna draft Trevor Lawrence and you're gonna make him come play in the NFL. Uh, yeah, <laughs> make sure you get him a great left tackle, and they did. Uh, they still got to work on everything else, that team, uh, but that's a good start. Uh, you make sure you protect your quarterback's blind side, you keep your quarterback healthy, you can build around him, and you can actually win games. Um, good move. Good move, uh, Jacksonville. All right, uh, another lineman off the board, Washington's uh, Brandon Screef, or Shreef. It's one or the other, uh, guard for them. Another great offensive lineman that was going to be, you know, on the fence of in or out, and teams were probably looking to sign. Another great move. You know, they're going to draft the quarterback. They're going to move on from Alex Smith, if not uh, give the kid Taylor. I don't remember his last name, but the the guy who saved him in the playoffs, well, he didn't really save me. He he, he played fantastic for what he was. Their third-string quarterback, fantastic. Great job. Uh, They might try to give him a little bit a little bit of a shot. Uh, I don't know who they'll take. Um, I don't know if he'll be there for him, but I like Justin Fields in Washington. I really do. Uh, it's kind of like a cam part two, so I don't know how crazy uh, Ron Rivera is about that, but I like him there. Um, I'm kind of upset that Washington really didn't make a push for anyone that was a free agent quarterback. Um, 
So uh, they're definitely going to draft somebody, and I, I'm interested to see what Washington can bring because it's the NFC least, and even if they have a rookie quarterback, they still have a shot to win the division. Like It's just that shitty of a division. They still have a shot. Somehow the Cowboys, Cowboys are going to fuck it up somehow. The Eagles are the Eagles, and I don't know what the hell they're going to be every year, but Jalen Hurts is going to start, so we'll see. We'll see what Jalen Hurts can do. Uh, they need a receiver, though. Hell, even the Eagles. Look at Kenny Galladay. Like like I said, anybody who needs clear receiving talent, the man is out there. Start throwing offers out there. Um, kind of just to round out the, the, the tagged uh, options I had here, Broncos' Justin Simmons never felt like he was going to be a free agent. Uh, the Broncos love their defense. They were never going to move off him. It felt like, uh, it would have been great. I mean, Justin Simmons is a hell of a safety, like one of the best in the league, absolute monster. Uh, but it never felt like Denver was really going to move off of him. I mean, you know how John Elway loves his defense, but if the defense is healthy, they're still going to be good. So like, we'll see. And it's injuries, injuries in Denver have been in a surplus, like, the last two years, like, it's been unreal how many injuries have been in Denver, they lose all the receivers and their quarterbacks last year, uh, Von Miller's down, uh, they lose, (laughs) it felt like they lost everyone at one point, you know, them and the Niners can't stop, uh, fighting the injury bug, it is nuts how much it bites those two teams, but, I mean, it's smart by John Elway. You know, I, I preached about Denver not trying their ass off to compete right now because of how serious uh, the uh, AFC West is. Like, Mahomes just restructured his deal so that way more often they could sign more offensive line or sign more players anyway, you know, just to help the cap situation. Your shot, if you're John Elway, is two to three years into this deal because Mahomes takes a major uh, pay upgrade. They, like, knocked it down to, like, $24 million this year, but in, like, three years it goes up to 40 million that's when you can actually compete because the team won't be able to sign uh players and won't be able to have the same amount of firepower and weaponry that they have because they're so tied up in Mahomes' contract um so great move uh made sense never thought he was going anywhere else uh and the last one that really made you know headlines is uh jets uh tagging marcus may um great young talent for them Jets just have to keep anyone who's good, keep them there because you are in a major rebuild right now and you don't know what your direction is. Robert Sala keeps his guy. Good for them. And it it's just another thing about building that foundation, establishing yourself as a new team and a new uh, new coach and a new era. So good move. Um, haven't been a lot of trades, but I like a lot of uh, a lot of trade talk lately. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the ones that I've actually uh, seen for trades. Um Trent Brown and going to the Patriots from the Raiders um, for a I think they just swap oh no they didn't uh, for okay so Trent Brown to the Patriots for a 2022 second round pick and a 2022 second round seventh round sorry pick uh, for a fifth round pick I don't love it I mean it's great for the Patriots but I really don't feel like the Raiders got much back like they got a fifth round pick I don't know John Gruden's drafting has been kind of hit or miss like I don't know man I mean it's worked obviously with Josh Jacobs but like don't take away from this offensive line that was their strength like they had one of the best offensive lines in the league and it was clear when they were running the ball you know they could control games and dominate the line of scrimmage you know don't don't get rid of that 
I don't know. I guess he thinks that he has someone else in the bullpen that he can throw up there. I know I'm kind of switching <laughs> sports right there, but <coughs> excuse me. Uh, but he's, uh, I don't know. Uh, John Gruden, he's a head scratcher for me. I'm not not a big Gruden guy. Uh, I liked him as, a, as an analyst. Don't get me wrong. Great TV personality, but I don't really know where he's going with this. You know, he obviously he knows more than me. I'm talking about what he's doing and he's actually doing it. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, another trade that happened was uh, Titans traded Isaiah Wilson to the Dolphins, uh, just swapping their seventh-round picks. Um, kind of a weird move to me because he was their pick last year. Like Isaiah Wilson was a pretty high pick for them last year, but he's had some issues with the law, um, and I think it's just like a locker room thing. They just don't really want to have him around. They don't want to deal with the, the extracurriculars, the bullshit, essentially. You know, all the different superlatives they use for it, you know, the extracurriculars, the, the off-field, you know, problems. or whatever. It's bullshit, you know. But he went to parties. He's still a kid. So, like, it is what it is. The man's just trying to live his life, but it's not what football execs want. So they moved him, and I don't know. I have no idea what he's going to be. Um, I wish him the best of luck. I, I think he's just going to be a mid-lineman at this point. So, like, good luck. Um, and then, uh, I think Marcus Williams, uh, got traded to the Saints. So, like, they're trying to beef up their secondary. So, like, I don't know, man. The Saints, Sean Payton has a plan. I don't know what it is, but they cut Janoris Jenkins. They let him go, which, like, that was their big offseason move was sign was getting Janoris Jenkins and... Now that Drew, Drew Brees is going to retire, it feels like their window is a lot smaller now for the Super Bowl, especially with how good Tampa is and Carolina. But for them to come out down to earth so fast, just it's so very Saints in the sense that like every year they had Drew, it felt like, oh yeah, this could be the year, but it never was. And I understand that there's so many different, you know, um, like penalty issues and ref. You know, uh, referee issues and officiating of games and the the pass interference i know man it sucks to be a saints fan at that point but i don't know man uh new orleans you're coming back to the pack i'm sorry and i don't know if janoris jenkins has anything left in the tank you know he he was still good he just wasn't like it's like desmond trufant when he played for uh the lions last year eh you know, and these are guys that used to be household names and staples for their teams, and it's, you know, they go to a new team, and it's not exactly what you thought it was going to be, so we're going to move off you. I think that both those guys can still play. I think Desmond Trufant and Janoris Jenkins can both help out a team like Kansas City, uh, like Green Bay, like uh, like Arizona, like literally any contender. You have to consider all of these veterans that get moved off of. Um I understand on paper they're a lot better than what you see on the field, but uh, these are proven vets, and veterans win you the game more often than not. Um, so that's the trades that I've seen so far. Uh, the big signs right now, uh, Dak to his absurd contract that I knew the Cowboys would pay at some point because they're the Cowboys, and Jerry Jones just likes to play chicken and act like he's not going to pay Dak his money. Stupid old man. I knew he was going to cave. Uh Dak, four years, 160 million, 40 per, 126 guaranteed. 
The man got absolutely obliterated last year, and he was having an an outstanding outstanding year. I I wanted to play astound I wanted to say astounding and outstanding, but uh, it was just that good. Uh, they have a great receiving core. You know, obviously Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, the line is still pretty decent. They have no defense though. Um, so this massive contract is great for Dak. I hope he gets every cent of it, and I hope that uh, he can play football at the same level he was before because that ankle injury was horrific. It looked like Alex Smith's. The way that it just flopped over and flopped back. God, that made my fucking stomach turn. Um, I hope you shock the world next year, Dak, and I hope that you kick the shit out of everyone else in your division. Um, good luck. I, I really am hoping the best for you, especially after you got paid. Uh, you fleeced him, you finessed him, and you got a bag. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, you're good, but uh, not Patrick Mahomes good. Sorry, pal. Uh, again, rooting for you, man. Ho- hope it. Hope everything goes well, and I hope you have a great year next year. And then uh, Levante David to a two-year, $25 million deal to stay in Tampa Bay. You know, he's he's a stud, and he's the captain of that uh, linebacking core. You, you had to keep him. Uh, those linebackers controlled the game against Kansas City, controlled the game against uh, Green Bay. Between the that front seven for Tampa Bay is absurdly dominant uh, at both linebacker positions and all four linemen, technically counting outside linebackers as, as defensive ends at that point, but just absurd, uh, unreal defense. Now, this is where uh, it gets a little fun. Uh, I kind of skipped over it, uh, the trades, but... Here's one that kind of piqued my interest the other day. With, other than Russell Wilson, which the fact that Seattle still... I, I, I don't want to get back on this rant because I just went over it. Unreal. Unreal that Seattle even considers trading Russell Wilson. Uh, that being said, there's a real shot. And I, I hate that there's a real shot for it. Because if they sign Kenny Galladay and then trade for Wilson, I think he'll do it. I think he'll he'll say, yeah, trade me to Chicago whatever the price is at that point uh, I think they'll do it that being said uh, Russell Wilson the only spot that makes sense other than Seattle would be Chicago uh, I don't think anywhere else makes sense I don't think uh, the Texans make sense I don't think Miami Miami makes sense excuse me um, it's Chicago or nothing and I don't really understand why we want to play in Chicago I mean Seattle's cold I get that but like Chicago is like shit, man. This shit's fucking cold. <laughs> like, I understand you're a little bit higher up on the uh, on the uh, geographical scale there, my man. But you got the Pacific Northwest where it rains most of the time. Uh, it's gonna fucking snow in Chicago. Uh, the wind—they call it the windy city for a fucking reason, my guy. It's because the wind cuts right fucking through you. That shit is gonna be cold. Uh, fuck that. Fuck that. If I'm any quarterback. I don't know how Aaron Rodgers does it every year in Green Bay. Oh, yeah, I do. He has a great offensive line. Uh, <laughs> that's about it, man. Uh, I don't really want to, I wouldn't want to do that if I'm Russell Wilson. I like DK Metcalf and I like Tyler Lockett. But fuck, I need an offensive line. That's it. And I wouldn't think Chicago's is that much better than, I mean, yeah, it is better than Seattle's. So don't get me wrong, but it's not like perfect pass protection every time. So, I really don't like that move. Um, this one I actually really do like. This next one, uh, like I said, Arizona's one playmaker away. Trade for Odell Beckham Jr. Now, 
Odell has been nothing like his giant self in Cleveland. It's clear, and they do better without him. So if we take Odell and we put him into the uh, Arizona Cardinals and their very free-flowing free offense with Kyler Murray scrambling around back there, and the the way that they're going to pressure the passer this next year with the defense with J.J. Watt and uh, Chandler Jones and Buda Baker and Isaiah Simmons. Um, I like OBJ's fit there uh, because Hopkins takes the deep route or he takes you know the, the deep curl, and OBJ can do what he does best and take short passes and turn them into big plays, uh, whether it's a slant, a curl, a five-yard hitch, like whatever. OBJ doesn't have to go deep every single time. I feel like a lot of the time in Cleveland, he's the decoy going deep, and it's, um, oh, God, I can see his face. Ah, they played together at LSU. I literally know every other detail but the dude's name. You know who I'm talking about. Okay. God, it's going to come to me, and I'm going to hate myself, but I can name other receivers too. Baker Mayfield threw the ball to T. Higgins a lot. Not T. Higgins. He plays for the the Bengals. Ah, God, Peoples-Jones. Yes, Peoples. Sorry. I'm all over the place right now. But you get my point. OBJ is always being the number one target would go deep, and then underneath is where they would get the meat. You know, that, that's that's where you would rack up your yards. That's where you would move the ball. That's how they beat teams. Um, Jarvis fucking Landry. Jesus Christ, man. Sorry about that. I couldn't think of his fucking name. Uh, but uh, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, juice even. Uh, that's where he, he was the best was, you know, getting those uh those crossing routes those nine ten yard uh ends you know going over the middle being the slot receiver um i'm saying you know hopkins is a fantastic one receiver and he can do everything well obj's kind of slowed down uh but what he still does best is makes explosive plays so eliminate him having to go deep every time and trying to catch the ball over people and give him these inside routes. I know that he's a little bit, you know, injury prone at this point with the ankle and the knee and everything else. But I think I really like if you want to make a push, Arizona, you can trade for OBJ or you can sign Kenny Galladay and you're an instant threat. Like you thought Matthew Stafford going to the Rams with a threat. Jesus, I think you guys jump them. Uh, I think if, if they sign a second receiver of that caliber, I think they jump, uh, they jump the Rams as a, uh, not necessarily my favorite, but second place. Um, I still like Seattle, even though they suck uh, on defense. I still think they're my favorite to win uh, the NFC West. Um, the Rams' defense was legit down the stretch, though. That was that defense was fucking nuts. They were holding teams to like seven points <laughs> most of the game. They were they were ridiculous. Aaron Donald is an absolute monster, and uh, that defensive line is also no joke. Don't even, yeah, I can't even count out uh, Jalen Rams either, so. Um, but I, I really like the Stafford move, like I talked about earlier in other episodes. Uh, but Arizona, make the trade. Do what you have to do because that that seems like the move. Um, another good spot for Kenny, Kenny Galladay would be back at, uh, Phil, not back, but yeah, Philadelphia. They need a clear number one. Uh, team needs help in receiving and we've known that for years i really think uh philadelphia could throw the bag at kenny galladay and get somewhere if i'm kenny galladay though i want to ring chase and i want to go to arizona or i want to go to chicago if they get russell wilson i want to go to green bay even <laughs> even though they won't call me um but it sucks uh 
But I'm just going to read off some people here that uh, got released. And they're all people that can go to other teams and make a massive impact. Um, So let me just run down the list here. Uh, Janoris Jenkins, Eric Fisher, Mitchell Schwartz, Emmanuel Sanders, John Brown, uh, Quan Alexander, Kenny Vaccaro, Malcolm Butler, Dan Bailey, um, and James Carpenter. It is ridiculous how many guys I just named that started or are major players in everyday NFL life. Um, it is absurd. John Brown being uh, moved off of in uh, Buffalo really isn't that big a surprise because I think Buffalo needs that clear number two. John Brown would have been a good three for them being a speed guy. Um, but I think that they need to consider making a push for Kenny Galladay as well. Uh, Kenny Galladay and Stephon Diggs are going to be a nightmare combo for defenses if they do that. Uh, I still think they need a tight end, so I really would think that they would make a push for Hunter Henry or Jonu Smith. I feel like Hunter Henry fits better for what they want to do. As much as I like Jonu, I really think that Hunter's the best fit there. Um, And they could go go with uh, um, Jared Cook if they wanted to, if they want the veteran leadership and stuff like that, but... I don't know. He, it, that that feels like a better fit. So watch for Buffalo to make a move in free agency on any of these guys. Um, trying to think. Quan uh, Alexander is a hot market uh, linebacker pick. I would really like the Chiefs to look at this guy because they have no depth at linebacker. They're very thin. Uh, Anthony Hitchens is a bit slow. Uh, I still like him. I still think he's a, a decent enough linebacker for him. But I think they need if they had Quan Alexander and Anthony Hitchens. I think you could actually like count on that linebacker core um nothing against uh willie gay but he he's a rookie and he he really didn't play a whole lot uh you know and they're moving off of sammy watkins and they're moving off of demarcus robinson too uh they need to look at receiver i don't know who they'll go after because i think i think a good fit for them uh i talked about this with some friends is going to be Corey davis uh the titans are going to move off Corey davis uh but he's he's a clear-cut number two he's going to do uh everything that a number two needs to do uh obviously Tyreek's gonna go deep you got Corey Davis over the middle uh the toss-up was between Corey Davis and Curtis Samuel um I think Curtis Samuel does everything good but I don't think he's particularly great at anything uh I think Corey Davis is great at being a number two receiver because he can eat up chunk plays because he can do I think I think he's like four catches 80 yards like that feels like Corey Davis every single game um which most of the time for the Chiefs, it's, you know, throw to Kelsey or throw to Hill. Well, who's your third guy at that point? Go to Corey Davis. You know, you you can, you, you create this kind of play where you send Hill deep, um, Kelsey in, in the flat or on a curl or just something as a security blanket for Mahomes. If not, the running back's a security blanket with uh, Clyde or even since they're getting uh, Williams back this year because of COVID. Um just have another guy running on, uh, in between the two, and I think Corey Davis is a good fit for that. Um, he's fast. He's got good hands. Uh, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel's big, but don't get me wrong. He was good. Like don't <laughs> don't count this guy out. He's unreal. Uh, but it just doesn't it just doesn't feel right, you know. Curtis Samuel can. He feels like he's on that border, kind of like how uh, remember Alan Hearns. He, he feels a lot like Alan Hearns to me in the same that like. Same way that like Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns were nuts in uh, Jacksonville for a little bit, 
he feels a lot like Alan Hearns. And Alan Hearns, for me, always felt like a three rather than a two. Um, so that being said, you know, he'd be a good third guy. Uh, I just, I don't love it. You know, the way the Chiefs, the Chiefs play, Kelsey is the three. Like, he's the slot. He's, he is that. So don't, don't necessarily go after a three at that point. Keep a two. Uh, someone who can get, you know, the deep curls, the deep ends, uh, the drag routes, while Tyreek goes deep and, you know, scores on everyone. So, I don't know. Um, I like both of those guys, but I feel like that's a better fit for them. Uh, trying to think, what else? What else do I have here? Um, Malcolm Butler getting let go of. Malcolm Butler's kind of jumped around, and I don't, I don't necessarily love Malcolm Butler. I loved his play in the Super Bowl, but I don't think he's just like that good of a player on his own. His contract with Tennessee always seemed like it was going to be a bit more than what he was going to play up to. Uh, you know, Bill Belichick makes everybody look better than what they really are most of the time except for Tom Brady, <laughs> except for Tom Brady. Um, I just mean on the defensive side, really. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to judge his talent. Um, Kenny Vaccaro is another one. I think Kenny has good enough veteran leadership to help like a team like Seattle, uh, any of these teams that need like a little bit of safety help, anybody who needs like um, just some experience. Like if you're really th- thin on the uh, – the deep side this is this is your guy um i don't really love him anywhere <laughs> just unless like kenny vaccaro's kind of fallen off like i never thought he was like an insane safety with the saints or even with uh, the titans but you know he's he's a hard-hitting safety who can make the right play sometimes you know he was never like i'm not calling him ed reed by any means but he was good he wasn't anywhere near ed reed's caliber but i don't know kenny vaccaro is like like a poor man's patrick chung if that makes sense you know he's gonna make the play he sometime i hate i hate to okay so i'll put it as a letter grade kenny vaccaro right now is like a c plus Okay, so if you are dog shit at safety, get Kenny Vaccaro just to plug a hole. Like, you have great, strong safety, put Kenny Vaccaro at free safety. If you have a great free safety, put Kenny Vaccaro at strong safety. Like, this, he's just there to, like, back up and be Robin to, Robin to whoever you have as Batman. Or if you don't have anyone, just at least take Robin. Like, he's going to help you if you have no one. <coughs> that being said, I don't mind him with the Jets just because, like, everyone would be good on the Jets. You know, they have Marcus May put Kenny Vaccaro back there and you have a pretty decent you know secondary at that point for cheap I think they could get him relatively cheap like dirt cheap um and he'd help their team instantly I I would look for a lot of moves like that for the Jets this next year as Robert Sala kind of tries to rebuild that entire defense uh you know it's tough but I think that's that's not a bad start uh I don't think you get Malcolm Butler though um I, I really don't think you waste your time with that. Uh, John Brown, in terms of like a home for you, is speed guy just about anywhere, honestly. I don't even hate him in Miami. I don't hate him in – I mean, you can't hate him in a Jets uniform. I really like him in Green Bay. I think that he could do what uh, Valdez Scandling does, but I think better. Uh, he's, a, he's a legit just a deep route guy. Like that's his thing. He runs and he catches the deep ball. And who throws the deep ball the best? Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I'm not playing anybody else on deep ball. I, Patrick Mahomes has a, Mahomes has a cannon, but in terms of like 
launching that bitch and dropping it right in the uh, bread basket. No one's better than those two. No one. Um, so I, I'm really, I mean, they don't, Seattle really doesn't need him, uh, cause that's what Tyler Lockett's insane at and DK's great. Uh, they need offensive line talent. Um, but even a place like Chicago, uh, could use him as a legit number two. Even Corey Davis to Chicago makes sense. Just like, I, I, I really, really hope that, uh, the Colts, either bring back T.Y. Hilton and then sign Kenny Galladay, or they just have Kenny and then they bring in John Brown. I really feel like the Colts need at least two real receiving threats to help out Carson Wentz. Like I said, no disrespect to Zach Pascal or or Doyle or even T.Y. in that instance, but it is clear that the engine that drives this team is the offensive line, and when you have a quarterback, you need him to be able to throw to studs because that's how you get to the next level. That's how you win now. Uh, I would really like them to bring in either one of those guys. Um, Janoris Jenkins, I really think, like I said earlier, he can go in anywhere and make an instant impact Impact unless they're loaded at corner. Like I don't feel like he'd be good with the Niners because they have uh, such depth at corner right now with Jason Brett and uh, Richard Sherman. But, you know, I hate to say it again. Kansas City, look at this guy. I mean, even if I'm the Raiders, you know, I'd consider looking at this guy. He's he's just that good. He's good enough to where if you are questioning your secondary, you can bring this guy in and you can already be like, okay, so we really don't have to worry about a third of the field at this point. He's still that good. You know, you, you, he's going to miss some plays here or there, but it's not like it's it's not like you have fucking uh, Brashad Breland over there. Every time Brashad Breland is on the field, I get nervous. It's it's Marcus Cooper all over again for the Chiefs. If Breland is out there, I'm like, all right, so is he either going to cause a penalty or is he going to intercept the ball? Like, it sucks. I, I hate seeing Breland out there because the team is good, and I feel like a lot of times his penalties hold the team back. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, it feels like father time has caught up with him. Uh, he's just going to have to help teams as being, you know, uh, being a slot guy for you know maybe like a buffalo being the third receiver i really don't think he's a true number two anymore i feel like uh, this is this is basically the end for emmanuel sanders which is not fair because he's had such a roller coaster of a career um and he's still good like but i i think that you know you're on your you're on your fourth team now it's getting a little questionable i think he could you know he could really help out like miami i hate to like uh pittsburgh sends all their guys eventually to miami like how mike wallace went there and then he finished out with the ravens but um i i like him there i like emmanuel sanders as a raven because the ravens still need pass catchers um but i don't think like a john brown works with the ravens because of him being a deep threat mainly and lamar's not necessarily questionable ability to throw the ball but like he's not a true pocket passer he throws the ball well don't get me wrong, but I think he needs a position guy, one that will help him every time he throws the ball. John Brown is going to be like, you know, I beat the defense and just lay it up for me. So, uh, so I really think uh, I really think that's what that's what's going to help him out there. Um, uh, Dan Bailey, I think he's done. It just feels like he's done at this point. Um, I really don't think that he's going to get any any more shots anywhere. So uh, I wish him luck uh, and, and a great career, and I hope that he can land somewhere and actually uh, help a team out. Um, barring 
Barring anybody else, it feels like it hit just about everybody. You know, the Chiefs are going all in on offensive line with Eric Fisher and Schwartz being uh, let go. Schwartz is coming off back surgery. Fisher's coming off an Achilles tear. So I think that, you know, this is uh, this is going to be a new era, and I really hope they can help out other teams that, that need it. Um, but uh, this has been uh, today's Free Agent Friday. Uh, really excited. Really enjoyed it. I hope you guys did too. Um, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun to talk about where everybody might go and what's going to change the league and how everything's going to look. So, uh, I'm going to keep this going as long as there's stuff to talk about. Um, and even still, maybe even looking into the future whenever there's, uh, the next season's already here and talking about, uh, you know, already looking ahead to next year. Free agency is my favorite time of the year. So, um, so until, uh, next Friday, this has been, uh, this has been your boy. I'll, uh, I'll catch you around.